Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear John. Happy birthday to you. This is Ozma from season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Good for you. Oh, it's so good for you. For real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can also find us at www.homohappyhour.com. And today we have episode 16. I have a gaggle of gays with me. And we are gonna get this show going. It's a special episode because it's my birthday. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear John. Happy birthday to you. We love you. Many more. We love you. Many more. So, as you just heard, yeah, it's my birthday, and you just heard the gaggle of gays. I did require them to come in here dressed up in Marilyn Monroe drag to sing that in that very fashion. And you heard him. It is Marilyn Monroe, one a.k.a. Jose, the Emperor Consultant. How are you doing today? You know, these brassiers are very tight on me. I, I've never worn them before, but for you, I, I, would, I would wear them again. I see your cup. <laughs> so how about you, D? How are you doing over there, Miss Marilyn Monroe number two, Tom the Elderberry? I love white chiffon. I know her. I know. She's lovely. Yeah. It blows so prettily. White chiffon. Let me put the Native fan American underneath. American chiffon. I don't care what chiffon it is. It's chiffon. It's better than chiffon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, guys, last week, uh, first of all, we weren't able to air the show. Um, but you can catch it at www.homohappyhour.com. We, I pretty much got to shame myself last week. And if you want to hear the story, go back to that website and listen. And it spawned the boy wonder in me, the cray and the cray sea. I just figured that maybe we could go with our own self-shaming because, you know, it makes us humble. If you can't shame yourself, how are you going to shame someone else? Can I get an amen? You can get a lot of men. Men that are A, yes. A, B, C, cups. That's right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so basically, we've all done things that we just don't tell people. Um, They might be embarrassing, you know, like, I don't know having some kind of medical issue at 15 years old or 12 years old and thinking that you're a hermaphrodite. <laughs> it happens. You know now. But we want to bring some more stuff out and we want y'all to humble yourselves for all of Orlando Winter Park and the world to hear. So I guess I, I, I will go since I am the emperor. You Consultant. sure will, and with my new my new mixer board, I will have music playing live one time with us, but they'll hear music playing behind me. What kind of music? The same kind you had last year. Royal Coupling is the name of that song, uh, the music, um, and 
it just fit I want, the whole emperor thing. I want yeah, I want like you know the horns and all that stuff that you would hear, like when the queen would walk down the aisles. I, I want that type of music. Are you saying you didn't listen to last week's episode? Shocking. No, I I didn't. I was in it, but I didn't listen. Uh, you could be in it, and what you're gonna hear is gonna be totally different, maybe. You know that's fine. You you can. I, I, I trust your judgment. You uh-huh. did, because I actually asked you about your own music. I don't If remember. you wanted to send your own music for your background music, copywritten, not, non-copywritten music, or maybe your own music, like how the outro is mine. Um, but yeah, you said, I, I trust you with that, so I give yes. you royal coupling. Okay, I will have to listen to it when I go home. Yes, Just do me should. a favor, just text me, because with the Alzheimer's that runs in the family and my forgetfulness, I will forget. You know what? I forgot Alzheimer's friend in your family. <laughs> That's right. You see? <laughs> Gosh, it's I, contagious. Oh, dear Lord, no. Tom, you're next. I think he's already there. He's next for what? That's right. What What were we talking about? Jose <laughs> needs to shame himself. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It hasn't hit back, him yet. Back, back on track. Very, very it, well. It, it, the, the Alzheimer's hasn't hit Tom yet. Not yet. <laughs> very well. So, um, back when, uh, when the Emperor was in college... I belonged to a uh, co-ed fraternity, and we were having one of our functions, and uh, we were in a big classroom, I forgot what the event was for, and it was taking a long time for the event to to kick in. So uh, there were some people that were bored and decided that they wanted to have some fun. So two girls that I know dragged me into the women's bathroom, and they put me in one of the stalls. Girl next to me gets in the stall. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, shut up, take your clothes off. I said, excuse me? What do you mean take my clothes off? And all of a sudden, I see uh, the girl who was uh, in the other stall, uh, Michelle. All of a sudden, I see her dress fly over. And they were like, yeah, take your clothes off. And you're going to put that on. I'm like, I'm going to do what? So I took my clothes off and (laughs) threw it over, gave it to Michelle. And was Michelle a bigger girl? No, 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 no. Uh, she was a uh, very slender girl. I, you know what? I was a little slender back in the day. Okay. But, you know, I, I eat good, so I have healthy living, so I have, like, you know, a bit of a stomach, but that's because of healthy living. I think we might need to see a picture of a young Jose. So... In a gown. So... The young emperor. In a yes. gown. So, uh, I put the dress on, Michelle puts on my clothes, and she gets out of her stall, and I am st- I could not open the door. So I am there in the stall, and Michelle and the other girl... They go to where everybody was in the the classroom down the hall. And I hear the insane laughter. (laughs) Everybody's laughing at her. And all of a sudden they realize, like, wait a minute. If you have Jose's clothes on, where's Jose? Everybody left the room that they were in. And there was about 20 people. Everybody makes a mad dash to the bathroom. And I am still in the stall wearing this flowy dress. And I have to say, it felt kind of nice wearing that dress because I had like all the air running through my lower parts. It was it was nice. Cross-dresser. There's a lot of crosswind down there. So uh, cross-dresser. Oh, I know, I know, but there was crosswind. That's why they're called cross-dressers. I think you learn something new every day. So all of a sudden, there's a mob of people out in the bathroom, and I'm like embarrassed. And all of a sudden, I open up the door, and I come out, and everybody busts out laughing. I am beat red, embarrassed. And my friend uh, Sandy, she took the only picture of me wearing the dress. There's photographic evidence. So... 
So uh, she lost the photo. Burned it in a fire. Yes. Allegedly. Well, you know, I saw that photo and I'm like, burn it. I made a a decree for her to burn that that photo. But Uh, wait. Yes. Did you see it getting burned? Did you stand there and watch it burn and be disintegrated? I trust the Sandy. (gasps) There's a chance it's around. Squeal. Did you also cover your backside by saying, and if you got double prints, because that was a thing, if you got double prints and the negative, did you make those get burnt too? You see, I was just embarrassed of that photo and I hope that the photo was destroyed along with the negatives, but then again, I honestly don't know. She claims to this day that she has it somewhere it's been, what, over 20 years, and that photo has never resurfaced. But there is supposed... Until now, Sandy, we have you on the line. No. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but that was the first and only time I've worked What this. would you do if we video chatted with Sandy and you didn't know it and we can't just... And then, we, then I had a screen up with the picture. I want to see I, I, I would be humble and I would allow the humiliation. Okay. I would allow it. But so... it was the first and only time I wore a dress... And I have to say, it was an incredible experience having all that wind and air down there. It was wonderful. Would I do it again? No. But it was nice. I'm not saying in a Silence of Lambs way. (laughs) (laughs) I always think of that mirror scene. Oh, no. (laughs) When he's all tucked in the mirror and he's little (laughs) My friends had a Halloween party and each room was done up like a different horror movie. And the dining room was Silence of the Lambs where they had made this punch. They had a sewing machine with pieces of fabric that they had manipulated to look like skin. Mm -hmm. And then there's a mirror and the dressing gown is hanging there. And people were like, this is the creepiest room in the house. (laughs) I love stuff like that. It was fabulous. Stuff like that's great. How shamed were you on a scale of one to 10? Because that is an important question we need to scale ourselves. My hemorrhoid hermaphrodite twelve year old moment. That was a good one. That that I will never forget that. That story. was I would I would no, I would put that at an eight. An eight? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would put mine at maybe a six. A six. A six. Okay, because you know there's more stories to come. Don't y'all turn that dial because there's more more shaming and up now for shaming. We are going to go to Tom the Elderberry. So which shame? Well, I'm going to continue with Jose's shame. Oh, you go right Since ahead. he started his first time in a dress, I'll tell mine. Ooh. Okay. I had aged out of trick-or-treating, and my sister begged my mom to how, go. How, how, how old? How old was I? I, I get, yeah, I gave my age. I was 14. Summer. Okay. And my sister was 12. Okay. So I had aged out of really doing it. Mm-hmm. So my sister begged my mom. My mom's like, you have to take her trick-or-treating. And I'm like, okay, can I go in your closet and pick a costume? And she's like, sure. So she had a blonde fall, and I got a white turtleneck, and she had a black and white check houndstooth skirt. And in an old box, she had, like, white go-go boots. And I took one of her purses, and I took my sister trick-or-treating. Now, mind you, this is 1976. There has to be a picture. Oh, no. So my parents live around a lake. So we went all the way around the lake. I passed the neighbor boys. They're like, hey, baby. I'm like... Hey there. And I get wow. home. Yes. I have a question on this. Did you have your beard? No, I didn't I, have a facial hair for a long time. Actually, oh, I, wow. I, I remember when you had the pictures with your buzz cuts and from San Francisco and stuff. Yep. But now, though, knowing you even longer, I just think you've always had a beard. 
I can yeah. imagine 14-year-old Tom, yeah, me the too. younger Barry, yeah. running around in a, beer. Yeah. in a beard and a dress and a blonde fall well, I had with a go-go boots. I had a beard for a long time, but that's a different story. Skipping around the lake. So I get home, my dad pulls in, I walk in the house, and I'm dumping my purse full of candy. And he says to my mom, what the hell? You let him go out of the house like that. Now mind you, I was in full makeup. It's like, I, I always knew I was gay. So for me, it wasn't a big deal, but he saw it as like, we're having a moment. Did My you, shame level, maybe a three. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Oh, okay. Well, then that's that's not the point of here. That's not the point of these stories. You gotta do say something that, you know, I'm talking about hemorrhoids. This man who isn't that gay was talking about his dress. So, I want you shamed. Like shame shamed? Yeah. The first time, I've, how about humiliation? Is that better? Yeah, because it, it all makes you humble. You just don't chastise you. There's a line. I was walking from my apartment in Chelsea mm -hmm. to the village, mm -hmm. and I got to about 18th Street, and I needed a bathroom. And this is New York, 1982, and if you didn't have business in a business, they wouldn't let you in the bathrooms. Kind of like downtown Orlando. Very similar. Yeah. So I made it as far as I could, and I started to feel the earth move. Oh, no. And the earth was moving faster than I was. So I dashed into a hamburger diner. I put my money on the table. I said, I want a hamburger and a Coke. And I went to the bathroom and I defiled it. I'm talking defiled. Wow. Took my pants off, took my underwear off, used them for what they were necessary for at the moment, cleaned up as well as I can, put my stuff back on, walked out of the restaurant and proceeded to go to the village and get drunk. And nice. this was yesterday? 1982. Oh, okay. Yesterday. Which was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday, yeah. Wow. I, I, um, wow. That is, that is. But you know That what? was, that was very shaming. That was shaming. a fact of life. That was a fact of life when that happened at that time. You know? I had never felt that. It was really? just all of a sudden, it was like, It was like, oh no. Oh, But you felt better afterwards. That would, from at the time, I've had since other shames. <laughs> Life full of. But it was it was like a nine. Yeah. yeah because when is. I walked out of there, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I would I'm agree. so humiliated. They're going to go in the bathroom. I hope there's not cameras. Oh. Um, I didn't stay and eat. I just walked out. Oh, you didn't have your hamburger and coke? No, I walked away from the scene. I paid my $10. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was very nice of you. You let them keep the money. You, you <laughs> I should have probably left 10 for the cleanup person in the bathroom, but yeah. at the time, I just wanted to get the hell out of there. 1985, they were making like 376 an 82. hour. 82. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> for minimum. Wow. That's okay. That's a winner so far. I have, an, I have another one. It actually happened a number of months ago at work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So a bunch of us were at a, I think it was a staff meeting, and I get out of my car, mm -hmm. meet up with everybody. We're going, our meeting had finished. We're going back into the office, and I'm going up the stairs, and I kind of felt a little bit more airy down there, more cool. Mm -hmm. And apparently, I had ripped the back of my pants, didn't know it, and I was trying to be discreet about it as I'm walking up the stairs, and it was a bad tear literally <laughs> it tore the back of my pants from the crack all the way down to the crotch in the back how, how did it happen 
I must have, when I, when I got out of my truck, I think there was already a tear, but I didn't know it. And I must have torn it and I didn't realize it as I got out of my truck. It's just, you do, yeah, it had to catch on something because you don't wear tight pants to tear like that. Nope. And these were fairly newer jeans and I, I, I was rather upset. So I'm going up the stairs and one of the guys is walking around on, on, the, on, the, on the bottom of the staircase. He looks up, he starts laughing at me, points it out to everyone in the lobby. And I wanted to strangle him and he couldn't stop looking up. You probably turned five shades of red. So I turned around, I'm like, you know what? Screw him. I turned around, I'm like, oh, is there something that you saw that, that you liked? Is that why you can't stop looking at my uh, at my at my torn jeans? Obviously, there's something that you like. He goes, no, no. I'm like, uh huh. Oh. And throughout oh. the rest of the day, okay, he was every time he'd see me, he'd laugh at me, and I'm like, so you're still you still have that mental image of my body, your derriere, in, in your mind, really? He says, I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, dude, if there's something you want to tell me, why don't you just we'll step outside and, and we'll talk as to you know you obviously like something because you can't stop talking to me about it. And ever since then, he stopped. But yeah, I was I was embarrassed. There's this Wait, huge crack in so my pants. I, I was yeah. Follow up question yes. A, because there's a B to that follow up with this follow up question. Were you commando? Were you wearing? No, no. Thank God I was wearing underwear. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, follow I was up, wearing underwear. Follow up question B. What kind? Oh, I don't remember. I have a hard time remembering what I did two hours ago. Well, let that's alone just what happened the months ago. But what kind? Like. Like they, uh, they, 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 they were, they were, they were like boxer briefs. Well, did you change? Yeah, I changed them daily. Uh, yeah, you, that's what I was going. What kind? Boxers briefs. Yeah, they were boxer briefs. Jock straps. No, they were Hanes actually. No, no, you're the one that wears the jock straps. Thongs. Oh, thongs. Mm. I, I have a couple, but yeah, I, of straps, but no, those are just for when I play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That you wear the thong for baseball? No, the strap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I guess I can shame myself a little more now after that because those were some good winners. What would you give your butt crack story? I would give it an eight. I, okay, okay. Give your, your butt crack story an eight. And Tom is still in the lead with his nine and his explosiveness all over McDonald's. It wasn't even a McDonald's. It, it was, was like a mom and pop diner in New York. Oh. oh. See, you should at least go to Burger King where you do get to have it your way and you can like hold them to that. That means I would have had to walk to Times Square, which was the opposite way from where I was going. Oh, yeah. And you weren't in any walking situation. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, something about me is that I grew up in a funeral home, like the TV show Six Foot Under. From birth, I, I wasn't born in the casket. I was born in a hospital in St. Augustine. But from birth till I was 12 years old, or 13, the bottom floor of the three-story place that we lived, building we lived in, was a complete funeral home. And the second story was living rooms, um, bathrooms, things like that. And then the third floor was our bedrooms. My mom and dad's bedroom was in the second floor. Um, the bathroom in the funeral home was messed up in the back uh, for a long time, so we kept body limbs in there. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh. What? Hold. Not real body limbs. 
artificial limbs. Oh, okay. Oh my I, god. I, I would have been like, you people are crazy. No, artificial limbs. We kept. Are you are you sure they were artificial? Absolutely, I okay. played with them. I know. <laughs> Again, are you sure that they were artificial? I'm absolutely okay. sure. Okay. Uh, they were wood, and they were back before the advancements of now. Oh, the sure. old glove ones? <laughs> yes, actually, yes. With the compression stockings. Ow. Um, so, with this funeral home... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, with this funeral home, these people weren't able to use the bathroom downstairs, so they would have to come up and use the bathroom. That was right when you walk up the steps and open the door that comes to our living area, then it's right to the right. Walking up that staircase, though, was where the back of our pantry was. The bottom of the pantry, this is before, like, AC, a central AC was really big. So my younger sister and I would actually sit there when people were at funerals and they were coming up the steps because we always had to be quiet. We couldn't have a dog. We couldn't make noise. We couldn't answer the phone. Nothing. We had to be quiet. Like Anne Frank. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. You are Anne Frank. I'm Anne John, yes. Anne John. Anne um, John, oh, dear Lord. I can be Frank. Um, but, yeah, so we would sit there, and we had a box fan. The bottom part of the pantry was out. We had a box fan. My sister and I would be watched by my grandmother. Um, we call her Bama, but it's been working. Um, and she would always make us TV dinners. We did not like the frozen peas and carrots and TV dinners, so we sat there with our forks as people were walking up the stairs to go to the bathroom in the middle of their funeral services, grieving and everything, getting hit <laughs> as they were walking to go to the bathroom with TV dinner vegetables. <laughs> sister Selma, I got pelted with peas. My sister and I used to do it. We were bored. We had to be quiet. And there's no excuse. Shame on me. Nobody ever... We never got in trouble for that. And so no one... No one, like, smacked you around a little bit and said, don't do that again. No smacking. Not for that. <laughs> Not for that. That's a next shaming story. Oh. But what would you give that? Well, since you were misbehaving... It has a humor content. You were, you were misbehaving more, really. You were bad. But I, you, you were bad. So, and that requires shaming. Keep me humble. And now I love frozen vegetables. Mm. I love TV dinners, especially at the porch down the road, which is reopened. Yes. They have a great TV dinner tray. Always comes back to food. Um, do you have anything else, Jose? I'm sure you've got some more shame time going on. Mm, I haven't thought about it. I'll okay. let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Tom, I know you've got more. It's not so shaming. Well, it was shaming for my mom. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I'd come back from New York, like, 83, and I brought all my leather with me. Mm -hmm. And me and my partner went to go out, and we came home, and I just had said to my mom, I'm like, please just don't go in that suitcase. And I got home, and I could tell by the look on her face, she had been in that suitcase. And she had questions. So she had to I she had to understand the layout of chaps when they're folded. Right. As to where things went. Right. So I had to explain that to her. Just all the different pieces of leather gear had to be explained to her. 
And at the end of that, it was just like... She saw a harness. Oh, that's a cute skirt. All of it. Really? All of it. How, how did she take it? She was kind of stunned. She was more stunned. Wow, these are like such double entendre questions and answers. How did she take it? Many ways can go with that. She was stunned. Many ways can go with that. When I started going to the Parliament House in 1978, mm -hmm. there were a thing called poppers. It's a little thing. But yes. I used to bring them home and hide them, and I had a beer can collection. Oh, my God. So one had a false bottom. Okay, yes. So I hid the poppers underneath there mm -hmm. and went to school. Mm -hmm. I was still in high school. Mm -hmm. And I came home, and she's like, what are these? And I'm like, smell them. Oh! Wow. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. And? I got to witness it. And? I got to witness my mom hit poppers for the first time. Is that, like, funny or what? Oh, my God. It was so... I have one of those stories. It was so... Not... Do you know what I mean? It was yes. just like... Oh, no, I know. I'm going to be in so much trouble. But at the same time... If I'm gonna get in trouble, I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it. And she hit, it was the original rush, so she hit that. It was just like, woo! 9.5. Wow. 9.5. I we, stuck the landing. We, we have a winner. And a perfect segue. No, I only got to tell one because I have one of those kind too. Mine was found because I had this cute little velvet bag that in the 80s I would keep. Um, my my extracurricular stuff and you, know, you know I like to keep my oreganos and my herbs and pencils like that. erasers on time um, you know herbs not no no pencils or pens oh. it was just like a velvet bag it was like a, my purse for the time it had my cigarettes in it had my clothes in it had my garlic. herbs yeah your garlic yeah my herbs um, had a I had dyed a peace sign on it and everything. And it had that little special golden bottle in it. Um, and my mother, I went out. I actually came here to Orlando. We came to Visage. I get home and we had family that showed up. My mother, eventually, there's no video, so I just got to go by what they said. My mother allegedly went to grab it and worries that, oh no, John left his little bag and pulls it out and everything fell out. Oops. So, whenever I got home and then woke up the next day, my mother comes to me and tells me about it. But she wasn't so worried. She knew where everything else was. And she wasn't so worried about that. But was asking about that same little bottle. Yeah. Now... I wasn't bold enough to say, I don't know, see what it smells like, Mom. I instead, um, there was a, well, I don't know what this is, but just go pour it out. Okay. Well, her and my father had a half bath where it was just a, sha a shower and the toilet, and then you pulled the door, too, because there was huge vanity, another bath area right outside there. So we go in there, my mother didn't want my father to know about it, which, if he's listening like he does all the time, he'll know now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen. Um, you never know, he might. Uh, he don't. You never know. That's true. That's true, you're right, as is usual. But, I poured him out. Me and my mother closed up in this little bathroom. <laughs> and she's like, 
ooh, why do I feel this way? My, my, my forehead feels hot. Now, my mother is North Carolina. She is from the hills, the western North Carolina. Um, actually, my mother grew up with Ronnie Millsap, the country singer in Robbinsville, North Carolina. Um, he never saw her, though. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. It, it, so, I, yeah. Yeah, that is so much fun oh. to watch your mother experience a new sensation for the first time. Out of a one-inch bottle. Out of a tiny bottle. So um, so did you tell her why she was experiencing those, those new sensations? Yes. Yeah. Like and then I also asked her if everything looked yellow. Because back then everything looked yellow with that kind. All lights were like yellowish green. Everything had a yellow green tinge. Yes. I give that a six. It's pretty good. Mm. That's all right. Poppers and moms always have to score points. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Mom and poppers. I love those oh restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one you went to. <laughs> yeah, that's off limits. That's a biohazard. <laughs> <laughs> they shut down soon after that. <laughs> so, um, also, let's... Uh, Jose, have you thought of anything yet? No, not yet. No, not no. yet. No, no, no. Well, um, you know, since we're going through this COVID-19, you know, and everybody is starting to get back and everything and starting to reconstitute their um, cities and ordinances and towns and public and blah, 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 blah. Um, gays, it, there is a study, and gay people, um, the cities that are the most friendliest to LGBT plus people are faring and are seen to be faring the best with getting back on track. Um, um, basically, I was trying to remember why, um, but... The places that have it basically per capita make a two thousand more per person than places that aren't LGBT plus. Is that as far as like the clientele that go there or the go to the city? No, it's a whole it's a city. It's a study that was done geographically. Okay, geographically on all the cities in the United States. Okay, and the researchers have found that cities that are LGBT plus friendly fare better economically right. and rebound better and quickly like through COVID-19 and afterwards than the cities and towns that are not. Well, I think, I think for the most part, like major and major big cities, especially where there's high tourism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we as gays, we flock to very touristy, very large cities. So do criminals. True. But we're not talking about that. What about gay criminals? They're like double doozies. No. Uh, but I think when you have large cities, especially if there is already uh, an established population of gays and lesbians, uh, I think that, that that would be true. You know, you would have, uh, especially if, if the city is, you know, very open to the LGBT community, yeah, it, it's going to prosper even more. Um, you know, it's not going to happen in small towns. It's going to happen in very large cities, especially where it's high tourism. Well, it's also looking, um, they did it per capita. I don't know if you know about that, Rose. <laughs> Do y'all remember that Golden Girls episode? 
Why are you so mean to me, Dorothy? Whenever she, um, she, oh, it was Dorothy was explaining something that said, and they, somebody was explaining, I can't remember who it was, explaining it to Rose, and they said, well, it's this, that, this, per capita, and Rose had said something totally different, and she goes, oh, well, yeah, yes, per capita, basically putting that in ratio, um, small, even if it is a, a small town, the ratio of it is what they looked at, you know what I'm saying? I've spoken, so therefore I'm right, no matter what. Well, I know he is. I, I, uh, I, 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 there's a self-shaming story. Every time I think I know something, and I'm like, oh, this or that, or if Jose says something, and question it, and I'm talking geeky audio tech video stuff. I'm always right. Always. I know. It's a I, bird. It's a bird, and I live with. I find. <laughs> I find. <laughs> you li- a bird. Burden. Oh, okay. Rose. <laughs> I can play that game too. That was a good. Yes, you can. That was a really. Yeah. That was that was a good shame. I try. I learned from the best. Yes. My mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, give her a little bottle. (laughs) Oh God, no! That poor thing. That's what. No. That's what I thought. (laughs) No. 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 What would it be like? I, I wouldn't even want to think about it. <laughs> I had a hard time a couple of years ago when she turned to you know, she goes, Jose, I heard something. I'm like, okay. She goes, are you a bear? <gasps> oh. I was at work, of course, naturally. And I'm like, excuse me? She goes, well, you know, I showed your picture to all the girls in the office and they're like, oh, your son is a bear. <laughs> but you are. Oh, no, I am, but... I never thought I would hear my mother say, Jose, are you a bear? I was mortified. I'm like, excuse me? So for 10, 15 minutes, I had to explain to her what a bear, a daddy, a twink, a cub, all these things, and she had no clue. Poor thing, she got an education. I was mortified. Meanwhile, I was at work (laughs) explaining all this to her. That's yeah. the best. That was actually that's a ten out of nowhere. That's a winner, I think. Because that is a winner. I have never had to explain to either of my parents what bear any of our gay vernacular. I had to do it uh, with my aunt and uncle. No, none of them. Just recently, I had to do it for them, and I'm like, what? What I'm was like, it? We were, we were. I was in the, I was in their car with them, and I forgot where we're going, what we're doing, and the conversation came up. And and I had to explain to them all the same things. I had to explain to my mother about a bear and this and that. And I'm like, what is with my family? They've never asked me this. Only until I come down to Florida. And I, and now they're asking these questions. I'm like, really? That's the side of mainstream gay. Yes. That people, it's nothing to us. But, you know, it's just whenever yeah. a culture becomes more spotlighted in the mainstream. Yeah. That is the best, though. I... I I haven't had, had to explain it to nope. me. Never. <laughs> I sometimes have to explain what it is to another gay because it might be a new phrase yeah. that's just coming out. Right. Silver right. fox. Yeah. All Pol- the, I mean, polar bear. Yeah. 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 All, yeah all of right. them. All, yeah. All the new ones. And the, and it's vernacular. It's constantly changing. Just yep. like everyone else. It's too much. But, so with that, I do want to not put out a call of action, but I do want to put out an invitation to any heterosexual person that would love or just 
be privy to wanting to come on and do a show with us, sit with us, and have a little fun where you can learn about gay vernacular and maybe we can learn something about straight vernacular that we don't know because we they have it too. They got to. I don't know. I have no clue. Either do I. So we need the straight person, if they wish, to come on. And somebody with vernacular, you know. We don't want somebody that's going to tell us like, oh, yeah, cool, dude, yeah. No. <laughs> tell us your nitty-gritty. Putang. Smash them. Kool-Aid and smash and DTF and GT Jim Tam Locker. Jim Tam Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to know what you straight people talk like. <laughs> I would imagine they talk normal. Oh, so you're going to call us not normal, huh? Is that how You that can take it however way you want. I always do. I know you do. Um, yes, very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, uh, do y'all remember the Billy doll? Yes. Okay, yes. and didn't he have a... He was anatomically correct. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. There was a whole series yes. of them. Yes, because Andre, was that his boyfriend's name? The leather... San Francisco one? There was a lot of different... Yeah, they, they, yeah. they spawned out with a whole bunch of them. Are they still making the No. Movie? They're collectible now. Yes, they are collectible. And if I'm not mistaken, did not um, Thomas Finland put out a doll? Who? Yes. Yeah, I think they are doing a whole line right now. Oh, now they are? Because yeah. I know they also did after Billy and then whoever the other one was that came on when they started growing. I remember that... Um, I was like, wow, that's cool. But to be totally honest, did y'all think or did y'all ever hear? Because I had heard that Billy, oh, yeah, it is the first gay doll. It's the first gay doll that is anatomically correct and all that. That's how it was, that's how it was always portrayed as the, the gay doll. Anatomic. Lies. <gasps> Lies. What? What you talking about? Lies. Girl, what you talking about? Tell us the truth. Well, I will. Once we turn the dial back and go back in time to your gay history. Your story. History, whatever. History. 1977. Hey. I was a couple of years old. Stay in love. Stay in love. I was was eight years old, and I want to shame my parents, although my mother's gone. Uh, Like, not gone, as in she walked out of the house. She's passed on. Um, So my dad is the only one who can hear this. But I'm going to shame y'all for never letting me know about this when I was eight years old. Um, 1977 was the first openly anatomically correct gay doll. And his name was Gay Bob. What? Yes. Gay Bob. Now, Gay Bob, (laughs) he had this whole setup with him. His box was a closet. So when you opened the door, he came out of the closet. Yes. He was launched in 1977. He has a whole backstory to him. He gets this pamphlet with him that talks all about him. And it was such a hit. They have a whole family. They have all kinds. They have lesbians. they They have all different people. But if you look up gay, if you Google gay bomb, you can learn all about the actual history. Um, it's, it's amazing. 
and there are some pictures that show these. I animals. love the closet doors. They have like belts and pants hanging and so forth. That is so awesome. Like and, and he's anatomically correct. He's wearing dad jeans for one. They used to sell those at the back of the Parliament House. Dad. Oh, wait. Gay Bob's? Yeah. Oh, really? When it was bigger? Yes. They had that. And in 1983, there's a thing that came out called Gay Monopoly. Yes, I, I have that. an original set of that. Oh, really? Oh, they had to be. They they were so infringement. They was said it was by the Parker sisters. <laughs> Parker sisters, I this, love it. The all the streets were the, the gay best. streets all around the United States, That's like cool. Montrose and Houston, Castro Street, um, Hollywood Boulevard. Nice. There was like a leather hat. There were handcuffs. There were. The I, the tokens that you played with were all gay symbols. That's really? So cool. But they used to sell that and the and the gay Bob dolls. I the the whole gay Bob thing. I am just so like this is something. They have a card that comes with it, and you can buy all different outfits for him. And in his box, they have little hangers, so you can hang them up in the closet. With Bob. <laughs> well, no, he came out of the closet. Yeah, once that, you, that's a small closet. Out. I mean, it, it sure it's tiny. Is. All of them are small. It sure is, but it was the 70s. We had we didn't have walk-in closets. <gasps> Y'all didn't have walk-in closets. I did on the third floor of the funeral home because... We... You were storing the fake body parts. No, that was in the downstairs bathroom. <laughs> The lowest that that was in the funeral home bathroom. No, no, in my room we actually did. When you would walk, cause there's still a roof above you, and there's still an attic, so there's really four. But um, no, you walk to one side where you'd have a wall instead of like there being a closet in there. You would open a door. Before we before it became a funeral home, it was a boarding house, so all of our doors had numbers on. Them. Rocks. Let me guess. You were in room sixty-nine. No, there weren't that many rooms. You could have but, lied and said he died. No, I, that would have actually have been perfect to have a room sixty-nine because that's my John, number. This is your room sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. No, I I think that they did very well with um, popping me out on June 9th, nineteen sixty-nine. So. I'm not going to push for more 69ing. I would. Really? Yeah. There's you know, no, honestly. There's nothing wrong with a good 69. The reason I couldn't come back fast at that, we didn't have a door on our room. So there was no number. That's how we got caught a lot of times doing mm-hmm. a lot of things. I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, this gay Bob doll. I'm really trying to find this picture for y'all to see. He was very anatomically correct. Um, very much not like Billy, though. Whoa. Um, wow. No, not like Billy at all. But that, that's not bad, though. I mean, no. even if it's plasticky and so forth. It's just not... Um, okay. Elementary school. Do you remember those really big, thick pencils with the huge erasers that were really big that you could get? Like, they were more yeah. souvenirs. Yeah. Okay, Billy. Now, Bob, number two pencil. Okay? <laughs> just, to, just, just to take us back to school for a moment. 
Um, but yeah, and that's really the only gay history I have for y'all this week because, except for our own history, 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 um, except for our own history, I mean, that itself is history, is us shaming ourselves. Um, so I'm trying to look at the time right now. Okay. It's always night somewhere. We're missing Stephen the Air Mistress. Mattress? Yeah. The time, my time is messed up. But it's all good. I, uh, I think going that to he's, tell you. I think he's still sleeping. I think he is too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess what, guys? This is something. No, no, no. Part two of oh. this episode of Your Gay History. I oh. knew you were wanting me to say that. Not really, no. Then why'd you ask? I didn't. Guess what, guys? 1985. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. We all know Back to the Future, right? Yes. Do y'all know there was a gay scene in there that was deleted? No. No? Really? No. That's it only something that could have been... That was in your mind. Really? Yes. No, it's yes. in our gay history. History. Oh, Here we go again. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna make it happen. So in Back to the Future, there was a deleted scene. Marty tells Doc that he's concerned that... Hitting on his mother. Do y'all remember this scene yeah, when he was yes. hitting on his mother? Well, right after that, he spoke to Doc about it. It was deleted. He was afraid that hitting on his mother would make him gay. Wow, no reaction. I need to work this FX button. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Seriously. So, now, you know, we. this is kind of a, a rolling topic here. We've talked about what straight men perceive as doing something that makes you gay, remember? Yeah. So... He thought by having sex with his mother. Okay, you just went to a whole new level. No, hitting on. Hitting on his mother before he was born would make him gay. Is that my understanding? That's some stupid stuff. I'm sorry. That's. I, yeah, no. I, I wasn't wouldn't, in no. his character development. No, I, no, no. Well, the scene got deleted. Oh, good. Guys, I, I know. That's just. That's what I was going to say. Good. Why would you say good? Just it, because I want to know. Not it, I'm argue. sorry. It's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Tom? It's idiotic. I don't understand the kissing your mom would make you gay. I don't understand that. Uh, y'all really are getting physical with your mamas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hitting on. He, he didn't kiss her. He was hitting on her. A younger version of her. Right. We, 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 we've seen the movie. But we, if, you're, know. if you've already yeah, distorted but... the timeline, I don't think it would matter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have, I guess it's just the creep factor he was worried about. Now, where gay came in, that's where I totally agree because I'm like, oh, yeah, no. what did that? But there's so many stupid things that people. No. You know, that, that would never happen. The space time continuum would never allow it. Yeah, no. Exactly. It, it, it'd be like, that's so stupid. Yeah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I would rather maybe I'd seen him be maybe be concerned over... Kissing like, his dad. Y'all are kissing again. <laughs> Just hit on on your dad. Um, ooh. Um, but I, I, what if he, like, you know, hit on Doc? Oh, uh, that's all. You know, that, that means that, that, he, that, means that he has fun. daddy issues. Or yes. his Rick and Morty issues. Yes. Yes. And issues aren't always a bad thing. Nope. No. Either are tissues. So, <laughs> where that come from? I don't know. Cat in the tree. But... There's a cat in the tree where? Uh-huh. Uh, it's not up there anymore. Oh. 
I went up the tree to chase after a squirrel. That was that looked look- like a salmon. No. Yeah, yeah, it did look like a salmon. And the squirrel, but the squirrel ran away. Because he it was blew. afraid that the nuts would disappear with the cat. No, yes, yes. yes yeah. But then the cat was seen by the woodpecker. And the woodpecker came down and, and pecked at the cat's head and made the cat fall to the ground. And then the hawk flying overhead saw the cat on the ground, swooped down and got it and went up and... You know, you have a wonderful imagination. No, that I, doesn't end there, though. Oh, Ever. God. The poor hawk got hit by a jet blue plane. <laughs> and that crashed into the Hindenburg, and then we got a Led Zeppelin album cover. <laughs> and the cat fell right down, and guess what, guys? It even landed in, on its feet. Yes, even in of death. Of course! Even in death. Always. Of course. Of course. Guys, this has been another episode of Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Thank God it's over. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. For right now, tune in next week here. And in the meantime, www.homohappyhour.com. We've given you a little bit of extra today. But guess what? If you shame yourself, you're only, you know, humbling yourself. And everybody needs to do that. How are you gonna shame? How are you gonna humble and shame someone else if you can't do it to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't chastise. No. Don't chastise. Shame. Humble. Fight the good fight. Let justice roll. Always swing first. I'm Crazy JC. I love you, and we will see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Whatever they said. Everything they said.